It is Monday, August 30th, and this is the iPhoneography Podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Greg McMillan, and uh, I am joined by my esteemed co-host, Mr. Dave Podner. How are you doing, bud? Doing good, Greg. How are you doing tonight? Not too bad. It's cooled down. We had a storm front go through, so the temperatures are a little more seasonal. That's and, good. Uh, Hopefully no damage. Oh, no, no. It was a... It was a bit of a thunderstorm, but not much. Good, good here. You know, good rain. We needed it. And I'm probably going to be cutting the grass tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Um, all right. This is episode 43. And um, I think what we'll do is we'll talk a little bit about the uh, Struman macro lens that I received. And then we're going to jump into some iPhone 13 rumors because... It's coming quick, I think. So, yeah. um, all right. So let's just jump right to it. Uh, I received a uh, Struman cinematic macro lens. And um, this, so, okay, quick little backstory. Uh, Mike James from the smartphone photography training out of uh, Australia uh, heard that I was doing this book about macro and he thought I should try one of these lenses out. So <clears throat> he got a hold of Struman. He's an ambassador for Struman. He he got a hold of them and they sent me this lens. And uh, thank you very much, Struman Optics. Uh, this thing is phenomenal and I love it. And um, so just real quick, what came in the box is this little case and has the lens and a clip. If you don't have a case, um, which I have the case, so it's a thread mount or a screw mount and it screws right on there. And, but if you don't have the case, that's fine. Or if, or if you don't have an iPhone, this, uh, this clip is really well built. It really like, like that pinch is pretty darn good on the finger. <laughs> so it, it really um, will hold the lens on there nicely. Um, and I tried it. And it works actually pretty good. Uh, so, but the lens itself comes with, uh, you know, a lens cap. I am not good at holding things in front of the camera. So it comes with a lens cap. And it also has a cap on the back that uh, protects the backside and keeps the dust out, which is, you know, I found it, that to be a real problem with the moment lenses. They don't have anything to cover the back of the lens. Uh, you know, they just have the little pouch that you put it in to carry it in. But it's really nice to be able to cover that back of that lens and um, keep it clean. So there's that. And then there's, um, of course, the uh, instructions or whatever to get started. And also comes with a cool looking lens cloth. And haven't used it yet, but I'm sure I will. So that's what's in the case. And a little bit about the lens is that it, um, it's okay. So what's special about Struman cinematic lenses is the variable focus, the, the, the extra focus ring on these things. And so this lens is like the equivalent of a uh, 22 to 82 millimeter focal length. Um, variable focus technology, 
multi-coated and it has a 1.8 aperture. So it lets in a pretty decent amount of light. And I'm going to share some pictures that I took with this thing. And there, you should be able to see a yellow flower, Dave. Sorry about that, I was muted. Uh, yes, okay. yeah, I, I do see the single yellow flower with uh, that is very nicely in focus and a little bit of focus on some of the... It's a fence in the background. Oh, okay, I was, okay. It, yeah, that's the one thing about macro is that <laughs> if it's not, if you don't know what to expect, it, I don't know if it, it was a piece of fiber because yeah, it is fibrous. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was like a cloth or like a wicker type um, yeah. chair. Maybe it was in front it, of. Yeah, it's just like a rough finish fence. Okay. And these okay. things are these little flowers are growing kind of right along the ground um, along this fence. So, you know, when I do a flower like that, I always try to focus on the stamen, mm -hmm. which is right around there, around the center of the flower, and um, generally. I'll try to angle the camera so that I get, you know, maybe some edges of the petals in focus as well, just to give it, um, you know, some extra sharpness in the, in the overall image. But, uh, but yeah, I was, I was really happy with, uh, with how it um, uh, was able to, you know, focus and the clarity of the, of the glass is really nice. This is one of my favorites. <clears throat> uh, the, we have a rose of Sharon tree or a bush in our backyard. And the bees just love it because of all the pollen. So, you know, all this pollen that's on these things here. And this guy was so covered with pollen, he could barely fly. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm about and, to say, it, uh, actually, it actually looks like snow. There's so much pollen on the bee. Oh, yeah. And some of them were getting in. Uh, some of them were getting in here, like hmm. right, right at the base of the petals. And we're getting stuck. And they had to really pull themselves, like really work their little legs to get themselves pushed back out. Just having a cup of tea. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, like, um, uh, so if you're listening to the audio, this, this uh, rose of Sharon, it's a, it's a nice big pink flower <clears throat> with a, a lot of pollen on the stamen coming out from the center. And this bumblebee, is just trying to fly away uh, and he's just above you know above the, the flower uh, with you know the green greenery of the plant of the of the shrub in the background and the sun shining and it's backlit so you can actually see the shadow of the bee on this top petal mm -hmm. of the flower so it's really cool um, one, one of my favorite shots of, of that day and I took a lot of pictures and I, I actually used burst mode in the native camera app for this one, I usually use Halite, but I'm finding to get these insects, I got to use burst mode and, you know, I could take 20, 20, well, this one here is a burst of 34 images and I was able to get that one perfect shot. So little tip there, use, use burst yeah. mode when, when trying to shoot something that's moving. Yeah. Well, especially when you do macro, yeah. you know, any, any, almost imperceivable movement that you're doing with your hand looks is magnified just because of how close you are. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, the, the, you can definitely tell the, the bee is moving because if you look at the wings, it has the motion blur mm -hmm. from, from the wings moving, but everything else is crisp. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it was, it worked out really well. 
And the nice thing about the Struman lens is that, well, I'll, I'll get, get to this as I go here, but you know, where the variable focus comes in, um, this is just a plain unedited uh, shot of a little yellow flower with a lot of uh, green leaves around it. And, you know, it was, I, I'm, I don't know how far away I was from this little guy, but I was pretty close. Um, okay, well, I was, I was going to say one, one advantage of using a lens like you're using versus an app is that you can use the burst mode that's yes, the building yes. camera app versus like it, me trying to use camera plus two or other things that are used software. The, of course, when you're using software, they a lot of times limit a lot of the functions such as trying to do, you know, um, a burst mode or mm -hmm. video, which, you know, unless you have a specific, I don't know if there is a program you, you may know that will let you do a macro video in software, but obviously with an ex external lens, you can do that. So that is, yeah, yeah. that is a big advantage of using, you know, physical versus software. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, that, that's a really good point. You know, if you're, if you're looking at doing video, you pretty much have to have one of these um, macro lenses attached because I haven't heard of any software or, or like any app that, that does it. Mm. Um, gosh, unless you shoot as close as you can and crop it. But I mean, that's, you know, that's yeah, not really still does macro. Real work. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there we go. Yeah. yeah. This one was a little flower about the size of a quarter. Um, we were over at a, at a local waterfall and this was just in the lawn, uh, heading towards the, uh, the falls. And I was really, I was, you know, really taken aback at how solitude, like how, how it looks so lonely in the lawn all by itself. But then when you get in with the macro lens, um, it just makes it the center of attention. And of course, again, I angled the camera so that I could focus on the stamen and then get these uh, petals that are in the back of the, of the flower, get them sharp as well. And then when I did the edit on this, I took the definition up a little bit. And I just did this in photos in the photos app. Uh, I took the definition up to really bring out the veins in the petals mm -hmm. and um, Give, and give it just a wee bit of vignette. I, I, I always like to give a little bit of vignette to my images, but this one here, it actually didn't need it. It was a natural, it was an overcast day and just the way, um, you know, the trees were and close by and I was kind of blocking some light with my body and whatnot. It just kind of gave it a natural vignette, but um, it's just a little pink, pink flower, very faded pink uh, with a lot of green grass around it. And uh, the Struman lens just, it's the glass is so good quality. It's so clear. Um, I just can't believe how good it was. So um, if you're listening to the audio, you might want to check the video because these are, you know, the, the, I'm patting myself in the back here, I guess, but these are darn good quality pictures, I think. Um, and, and you can do these with, with any phone um, with that clip on thing. Like it doesn't have to be an iPhone. It could be an Android phone. Uh, and, and you'll be able to get these. So it's pretty cool. These little flowers, these were so small, these little white flowers are in little clusters in a flower bed at that waterfall. And 
um, using focus peaking in halide, I was able to make sure I got, you know, the pedals and stuff like that that are closest to me in, in focus. And, and again, the nice thing about the variable focus on the Struman lens is you can, you know, get in close or back up a little bit, but you can still, still get that focus. There's a, a wider range of focus um, with that lens. Like without it, you've got your manual focus and you've got so much room to play with, but this just expands it so much more like I could be six inches away from something and still use that lens to get a shot. Whereas with the moment mm -hmm. lens, I'd be lucky if I could get two or three cent, probably maybe three centimeters away. And mm. you know, that's about as far as I can get. So pretty cool stuff. Now this is a video. This is the raw video I took and, <clears throat> and audio listeners. Sorry. I'm, I'm going on about this without you being able to see it, but, what it is, is it's a bee on these little white flowers and it was closer to me, but then it flew off to these little flowers that were a little further away from the lens. But I was able to use that focus ring to manually focus down to where it was and actually get coverage of it. So um, there I am, I'm trying to focus it. It gets the bee in focus and, and, and I, I did this in slow motion or otherwise you probably wouldn't be able to see any of it, but, <clears throat> but um uh, you know, I was able to get in close without getting in close, if that makes any sense, because the, uh, the manual focus just has that extra range that, you know, you're, you're allowed to get the shot. So um, that was just the raw video. I put the actual good video on Instagram. And there he goes. And then this was the good video. I won't bother playing it, but uh, it's just a little video of the same thing to music, but just the uh, the B in focus. And this was a, a little um, sunflower that we got today uh, for the house. And I'm just, you know, I'm just blown away by the, the, the Christmas of this lens. So it's, it's the top part of the you know, the, the big brown part in the middle, these are, these are small sunflowers about the size of a, you know, maybe the, the opening of a coffee cup. Um, so that's goes to show you how small the flower is mm -hmm. compared to a normal sunflower. But if I used halide <clears throat> with focus peaking and uh, with the focus peaking, you see these green things light up where the sharp edges are. And I made sure that all these little, um, I don't even know what they are. The, the seeds are actually closer down into the center, but these are on the outside of the seeds before the petals start. And they, they were in focus. And then some of the edges of the petals were in focus. And other than that, there's no editing on this image. It's just cropped to uh, 16 by nine. So um, just so happy with the clarity of this lens. And then this was a, a screen recording I did with Halide to show how I got, I think it might've been that shot. I'm not sure. So you can see where the green lights up on the focus areas. And um, what I did was I had halide on manual focus set at the closest focus range. And then I moved the camera out. And I think I might've adjusted the halide focus. Yeah, I did. But then I also played with the manual focus to show uh, how it moves in and out as well. And um, it, it's, you know, go to the YouTube channel, check it out. It's, it's pretty cool to watch. 
uh, how it how it works. Um, and yeah, and that was that. And that was it. Now so, this also, Greg, this also shows the the necessity to go out there when you have your equipment, even if you're just I want to say just shooting with an iPhone or mm -hmm. whatever you know device you have, without just testing it. The fact mm -hmm. that you know because if you're let's say one if you're going out there saying okay I'm going for a particular shot but you haven't had the time to test and get familiar with your you know your adjustments yeah. oh, you yeah. don't want to say oh I have the perfect shot oh wait a minute do I how should I should I move this this way do I do this instead of this do I do this but it, you have that okay I know from past experience that I need to work software and hardware combined to get the shot I want. But you only really get that by testing it out like you've been doing. Yeah. And getting I'm, a good feel for it. Yeah. And I'm still getting used to which way I have to turn that, mm -hmm. you know, to see which, which way it has to go to get closer or further away. And, uh, you know, still getting used to which way that has to go. And, um, you know, that came in real handy today when I was out, um, we took my wife and I took her mom down to a, a gardens uh, down at the local uh, I guess it's the local arena but they've got a garden center kind of thing out like um, that this, the the garden club the city garden club looks after it and oh, okay. it's it's a, you know there's lots of different flowers and stuff down there and <clears throat> um, so while they were sitting there enjoying the sun and my wife's got the dog with her I thought, well, I'll take a few minutes to mosey around these gardens and, and take a few shots. And, you know, getting to know which way that focus ring moved, mm -hmm. I was able to work a little faster, but yet just as efficiently. So, um, yeah, it, it's pretty cool. So that's, um, you know, that's my early experiences with the Struman lens. And, um, Boy, oh boy, I'm, I feel sorry for my moment macro lens. It's going to collect some dust, I think. But, um, oh, and before we go any further, I want to give a shout out to the bloody, bloody legend, Shane Monston. Here, I'll stand up so you can see it on YouTube. Uh, bloody legends, Shane Monston. <laughs> and I've got my shirt on that says, it's the duck's nuts. And I can tell you that Struman lens is the duck's nuts. That's a, a phrase they use in Australia that, okay. uh, you know, here in, in Canada, anyway, we say the cat's meow a lot. Um, yeah. But in Australia, it's the duck's nuts. <laughs> and it sure is. So, um, yeah, I got this shirt the other day that I ordered from Shane. And uh, I told him I was going to wear it tonight. So there it is. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the Struman lens and uh pretty pretty happy with it and uh can't thank Struman enough and and mike james for his part in it and um uh yeah just just totally happy with it so uh now we're going to talk about some rumors and you know we don't cover rumors a whole lot but because uh september is just around the corner like a day or two away yeah um that means there could very well be an iPhone announcement, and I think it's going to be on time this year, not late like last year. So, Dave, you wanted to um, get into some of these rumors about the oh, yeah. iPhone 13, so uh, let her rip. Okay. Well, and also we were thinking about 
when to actually talk about the rumors. And the reason I'm kind of looking over, I have a calendar over there, is like I said, normally it is the first Tuesday in September is the iPhone event. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, we figured this year, I know Apple was, I, I'm without knowing, but having a good feeling for event planning per se, I'm sure they wanted to have this as their big first live, everyone come in person to the Steve Jobs Theater and Tim would, hi everyone, welcome back. It's so great to see you all in person. Good and morning. Like exactly, <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately with the latest spike in COVID with the Delta variant and companies canceling travel, um, and outside of Apple, outside of California, just companies starting to cancel travel, um, they probably made the decision, you know, saying we're going to do this another. So I would expect this is going to be another video. Their production quality has gotten amazing on these oh, yeah. events. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it, and, and unlike some places, you're 90, I'm 90% sure everything's done internally. You know, they don't go out to outside company to produce because this is also how they test it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, when they, with the latest Mac Pro, the cheese grater version 2.0, um, they basically brought a whole bunch of people in and said, okay, we want you to actually do real production on this machine and tell us where, why you like it, why you don't like it instead of, so they actually, so I'm assuming this is part of their testing of new software, new hardware saying, okay, we're going to make this basically mini movie. And I'm assuming it's going to be maybe eh, this one, maybe long. I'm thinking this one, maybe unless they're going to break it to two different events, which there's a rumor, two events where, you know, iPhone on iPhone, maybe iPhone, I, uh, iPhone, Apple watch one, iPad, uh, iMac or MacBook pro on the other. Uh, but if they combine it in one, it's going to be long. If they have yeah. everything, including the recap of uh, the new iOS and the new watch OS and the new Mac OS and four different products, that, that's going to be a two and a half hour, which I think they're going to cut it down. But so I'm thinking virtual, normally second Tuesday, but the first two, the first Monday is actually Labor Day in the U.S., so mm-hmm. it'll be the first because this is one of the big U.S. holidays where unless you are, you know, in healthcare or retail, uh, if you're an office worker, most of them, most office workers get off on Labor Day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, same here. Yeah. So I can't see that with everyone being their first day back. That, of course, first day back from a long weekend for most people, and this is normally, you know, the end of summer uh, break traditionally. So Apple, of course, wants the most amount of eyeballs on it, having that first day back where it's like, oh, first day back and the kids are just back to school. Some places, um, some places start this week, some places start next week. It depends on schools down here. Um, So I could see them waiting maybe till Wednesday or maybe even the second Tuesday of the month to actually have the event. So it either could be, and the thing is we won't know until a week before when Apple sends out the invites. 
you know, like they did the last few virtual events. It's a week before they say, and of course, everyone then looks at the invite and goes, oh, you see that squiggle right there? That squiggle means that there's going to be a new software and a new hardware piece. And like, because of the purple squiggle, yes, don't you see it? It's a, but until, <laughs> until we know that, we won't know. But I'm guessing either the 8th or the 14th. Yeah. You know, Apple loves Tuesday. Um, <clears throat> so either they're going to push it back a day to have it on the 8th. If they have it on the 8th, pre-order on the 10th um physical availability on 17th if it's not until the 14th then 17th and 24th yeah um and like you said i don't think they're gonna have unless and all the apple seems to be the one company that is so far can work around the chip shortages and i think that's because they buy out so much chip production and they don't use commodity chips. So, you know, Apple say go to TSMC or Samsung or whoever makes a chip and say, by the way, here's the machine. We, we, we will build the machine or we'll have the machine built for us that will make the chip. It's our machine, but you're using our machine to build these chips. So it's not a matter of they're buying a chip from, xyz you know like a snapdragon and android that's in everyone else so you have to get in line it's like no we're making our own machine so we have our own line so we don't have to worry about chip shortages so i don't think there's going to be like like you said last year where the max was delayed until october mm -hmm. i'm thinking everything's going to be available now it's, it's going to be hard it's going to be one of those things of let's say if it comes available friday at 3 a.m eastern midnight pacific u.s time it sold out within you know 10 minutes but yeah. it'll be available at least <laughs> well you know last year when i ordered the max it, it, the actual pre-order wasn't till like it was 5 a.m right. uh pacific so it was 8 a.m for me okay. and when i ordered it I, I i got the one i wanted and it was said it was going to be here on time and it was so um yeah. Mind you, they were a little later coming out, which gave them time to catch up on the on the right. production and stuff. But I'm hearing that the production this year is going to be, you know, pretty much right on schedule. So yeah. Um, so what are you hearing that's that's going to have be in this thing? Uh, well, anything that that's a like a game changer compared to the, the twelve? I, I honestly, I think it's going. First of all, it, I, everything that's coming out, they're going to call it the iPhone 13. Yeah, but. It's a 12S where, you know, the, the case will pretty much be the same. Mm -hmm. um, it, if, you pick, if you pick one up versus the other and you put it in a case and you can't tell color because they're always going to have on the pros, they're going to have the one color. It's a little different. They'll probably tweak the gold a little bit. I heard they might come out black. with a bronze. Yeah, a bronze. The gold may be more of a bronzy and the black may be... Instead of the space gray, dark gray, maybe a matte black. Yeah. But it's still going to be the, you know, the the dark gray, black, white, goldish, and then the third, the fourth color. Mm -hmm. And it'll probably be a muted fourth color for the pro because that's tens of what they do. Because remember, two years ago, it was the muted green. Yeah which I would love if they would still have that because I love that color. Yeah, that was a nice green. 
the blue last year was that kind of steel. It wasn't a bright, happy blue, but it was a nice, you know, muted blue. Yeah. So if it's going to be something, it's going to be another muted color. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this, the blue doesn't stand, it doesn't stand out like the non-pros do. Right. So. Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, so yeah, lot, not a lot of changes. I don't, it, to the, to the eye. Except, um, except the camera bump. I hear it's right. going to be bigger. Right. With uh, bigger cameras and, and it's going to take up a little more real estate, I think, on the backside. Exactly. Exactly. So and your 12, 12 K, your, like your 12 Ks, 12 Pro Max case, whatever. I doubt that it's going to fit. <laughs> it, it depends on how much bigger the bump. I think it's, it depends on how close the case is. Because mm -hmm. I know hey, it's, it's, it's kind of weird, but the cheaper the case, the kind of more wiggle room they give. Right. Since yeah. A lot of the early cases are based, but like they're all the cases, all the cases, most of the cases now are being produced based on guesses. So they can't make it that tight because if it's off a millimeter, it won't fit. So they make it just enough where if they're just a little off, it'll fit. So yeah, yeah. Maybe, <clears throat> maybe not, but you know, it, 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 yeah, the thicker bump. Now, if people are saying that means there's going to be a camera upgrade possibly. Yeah, because I heard a while ago that they could be putting the uh, sensor stabilization on all mm -hmm. the cameras. Right. And moving it down at least to both pros. Yep. Maybe moving it all the way to the non-pro. I don't I don't see them doing that for just for differentiation. Not that they couldn't do it, but you want to differentiate why you want a pro versus a non-pro yeah at least the non-max size so if you have and the sizes are going to stay the same it looks like mm -hmm. so the screen sizes they're going to keep the mini this may be the last year for the mini so but you know you look at the normal the normal non-pro and the smaller pro you have to have a reason to buy one versus the other because right now there's not a lot of difference other than the lidar and the zoom lens. Other than that, and the stainless versus the aluminum case, which if you put it in the case, you won't notice. Yeah, that's right. Um, or colors, you know, like the the non pros are the brighter, happier, cheerier colors. But yeah, I can see them saying lessening the differentiation between the pro and the pro max to just size it's the same internals which it kind of already is but same they may even make it 2.5 now for the pro the non-max pro versus because right now it's only two for the uh, telephoto yeah, right so they may say well you know what we made them the same and the only difference is do you want 6.1 or i think it's 6.7 the max yep so you know depends on size but other than size and of course cost there's no difference between both pros i could see them doing that and of course making minor tweaks and edits but minor tweaks to the cameras that's generally if you look at the and, and not that the s's aren't always big bumps you look at the difference between the four and the four s major difference in the camera because yeah yeah for sure ruth um, ruth, ruth had the four i had the 4s 
if you look at it, it looked identical, but the camera is so significantly better on the S. You know, the six versus six S, the seven versus seven S. The S is a gives you that little, it's kind of like, well, we already have our big change. We're just now going to refine and make it better. So like mm -hmm. I said, I, I see this being an S. Uh, the one rumor I did see, well, okay, but besides the difference between, let's say, the pro and the non-pro, um, like I said, I think LiDAR will remain pro only, which kind of makes sense. Um, I can see portrait video, and I've seen rumors of what they're calling a pro-res video, which is a higher quality video, being pro only. Possibly be they'll have, like I know the Pro Max, I think that has a little bit more RAM than the non-Pro Max, partially because you have bigger screen, more pixels, and you need the extra RAM, but I can see them boosting up the non-Max Pro, so like I said, to, to make it equal between both Pros. So they'll say, if you want the pro res video with the higher blah, 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 whatever they're going to call it, or the portrait video, they're going to say you need the pro. Um, but of course, there'll be third party, um, you know, software that'll be able to do it in the non pro. Maybe not oh, yeah. as buttery smooth, maybe not as nice, <laughs> yeah, maybe not yeah, as whatever, sure. but it'll still be able to do it. Mm -hmm. um, so I can definitely see that. I definitely see that. So where people last year were like, oh, I like the 2.5 versus the two uh, telephoto because I, I took my phone in for service where well, possible service and they told me, no, we can't service it uh, last week. So I was able to play very quickly because they were really efficient. They looked, they saw they couldn't fix it. They told me they couldn't fix it. Didn't charge me for my out of warranty phone to see that. That's one of the reasons why, you know, you, I hate to say you pay a little more for Apple for the service. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was able to play with the Macs they had there for display. And the 2.5 versus a 2, it, it, you would not think it makes that much of a difference. But it just felt so much more. Yeah, it's the, the focal length, the, equivalent, the 35 millimeter equivalency for the focal length is like yep. 52 to 65. Yep. So that, that is kind of a significant yep. difference. Right. And I almost got the pro because the pro telephoto had an aperture of 2.0, whereas the um, pro max has 2.2. <laughs> and I, I kind of wanted to try to weigh the difference between getting that little bit of extra light mm -hmm. or the little bit of extra reach. And I went for the extra reach and I'm glad yeah. I did. Yeah. <clears throat> well, also with the sensor stabilization, Yes. That I on think the, uh, is on the max. Yeah. That and it's I just think, on the wide. Yeah. Right. And I think that'll, well, okay. Uh, so yeah, like I said, if they extend that out and I also saw one rumor of a better, the, the super wide lens mm -hmm. um, being better for low light. Yeah. I, I read somewhere that it could be an F 1.8. Yeah. I saw that rumor. So that'll be interesting to see if they pull it to make that much of a jump. And to, to give that one pro rod too would be yeah. nice. So like um, I said, and, and like I said, we've seen in the past where the new, the, the full version, like I said, the, the four, the six, the sevens, the, you know, in this case, the 12, oh, we have something new here, but the next year 
they're able to extend because they have the experience, they have production, you know, for the lens itself, they can say, okay, we made a hundred million of these. So we are so good with making these now, we can now extend it out or our partners can extend it out. We're so, we have all this extra. So now we're going to expand it out since we have yeah. another year. So the better super wide would be, would be nice. That would mm-hmm. definitely be nice, especially like you said, to have like, like I said, the dark, where it's better in even just without going into the special mode, just better dark, better yeah. night would be nice. And that's another rumor I saw where this could be, you know, like every year they have to have, they don't have to, but they seem to have one wow moment. You know, la- last year. One of those things that they always say it's coming later this fall in right. an update. <laughs> right. But one of those things that it's visually just hit you in the face. Yeah. Uh, two years ago, it was, I'm trying to remember what it was called. Deep Fusion? Deep Fusion. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Sw- sweater mode is what everyone calls yeah, it. Yeah. Um, which now kind of is just incorporated. So it's not that big of a deal. But I'm going to say it's not that big of a deal, but it's not a talking point anymore. No, because say. all the 12s got it. And, right. you know, right. it's, it's, yeah. It's pushed out, but it was something they could say, look at this amazing photo. You know, mm-hmm. last year it was the um, night mode where they could say, and this is the kind of picture you can, t- here, here, here it is, put it off. You can barely see, you see two little dots. It, it's completely dark. And then you click the switch, you do the thing. You don't even need the tripod. It notices. And then all of a sudden it's like, but it doesn't, but it's not overblown. Like you have a spotlight out there. Right. It still looked natural, but everything was brought out. Yeah. So, I mean, they had night mode in the 11 pro. Right. Uh, and I'm not, maybe the 11 too. I'm not sure, but, but it, it, it was okay at best. Right. And, but, but with the 12s, it, it came out and, they made it exponentially better. Oh. And in actually with the 12 pros, you were able to do portrait mode at night, which right. was because of the LIDAR, because yeah. the LIDAR makes a big difference. So yeah. the big rumor this year, the big ooh moment will be astrophotography, which people are now doing now. I know Shane does it in Australia, does an amazing job. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it blows me, like I said, and, but it'll be a matter of the phone will know because of the gyroscopes and internal, you know, it know it knows how you're holding the phone, or if is, you're even holding it, or if it's on a tripod, right? Yeah. But it'll know that you're pointing up now, so it'll know that you're taking a photo of the night sky. So it'll do its own. Of course, they'll say our own processing on device. And of course, you know, it's Apple tends to push that a lot, which makes sense. That is one mm-hmm. of their strengths on device processing since yeah. they can actually say, okay, we're going to put a special bit uh, hardware, not just software, hardware on the chip that just deals with astrophotography and the computation needed for astrophotography only. So you'll, you'll know that you're at night, you're pointing up to the sky and it'll do all the necessary adjustments behind the scenes, probably stacking some kind of stabilization if you're holding it. Like you said, you'll know if you're holding it versus on a tripod versus leaning it up against something in terms of how shaky you are. And 
they'll be, I'm sure they're, and of course, they're going to give it to people ahead of time. So there's people now with the 13, obviously. No, you know, no one says it, but there are people out there going out there, taking the special photos. Austin Man, I'm sure, is some amazing place, you know. Right and I'm now, assume, he'd be doing right, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, I'm assume, and I'm assuming with the astrophotography, he is far away from any city lights where best, and, and honestly, everyone does this. This is not cheating. You set yourself up for the best case scenario. Oh yeah, and yeah. they're going to come. Like Shane Mostyn has it made where he is because he oh, yeah. he lives where he lives in Australia. There's prime uh, astrophotography areas, and he doesn't have and to go helped. far from home. And that's a big help. But you, you know they're going to come out, and you're going to see these pictures. And of course, the one thing everyone you I'm assuming you're going to see two things as the big one. You're going to see shots with the full moon. And this is just a sheer guess, but if you want a wow image, because that is the hardest thing to do is a full moon when it's, you know, you have a, you have the dark sky, you have the moon, which overblows everything else. And they're going to come out and say, and this was taken either handheld or, you know, no additional processing or, you know, they'll try to make it that anyone can do it. And it'll be one of those shots where it's like, I can't get that with my $5,000 camera. Because, yeah. because of, you know, I, you see people and I give credit to professional photographers. Um, Dave DeSillo is a local Pittsburgh guy. Um, he will come out and say, okay, this shot I took here of the moon and the city, they are composites of two shots that I took because I had to do the moon with an exposure and I used a 300 millimeter lens to compress the image and make the moon look bigger um but i couldn't of course you can't get the exceptionally bright moon and a really dark city on the same shot so he'll he'll say you know there there are two shots composited i put them together but they are both but they're real shots you know i didn't edit one or the other you know that much but they'll say something like okay here's a full moon shot but you can see even though it's a full moon you can see detail on the moon you can see they may even make it where it's good enough to see craters. That'd be great. I don't, that may be a stretch, you know, well, I'm hearing too, that they might have uh, some, some telescopic zoom on, on it too. Like that'd be good. Like a periscope. If they can do periscope zoom, that'd be great. That'd be great. Combined with software zoom, maybe like a, I know like Google had on their pixel phone, where they could make it and stacking images and using the different cameras to make it better in software. So Apple, if they can get software and hardware and the neural processing and all together, that would be great. So I can see them saying this moonshot was taken without editing. We just had someone go out and just, of course, like I said, and the other thing I see is, of course, the Milky Way. Yeah, they're going to have picture, you know, tons of photos of either the Milky Way or, and I don't know if they can do this. This is this would be a shock if they could do it. The Aurora, the Aurora Borealis, just that would be, you know, it, it, I can see it a stretch case. You know, if they could get an it, one of those, because that would be a wow image. You know, yeah, yeah, they, for sure. They may not say, <laughs> well, this was someone who also had 
because a lot of times they'll like when you've seen in the past say like oh someone did a music video on an iphone well they did it on an iphone no lies they also had thirty thousand dollars worth of equipment with <laughs> lighting and an external mic and one of those stabilization handheld maybe even with a rolling dolly on it that you could roll the person and they're doing this th to get it and it's like okay you shot in an iphone but you spent that's not, i can't i can't go out Excuse and do it okay i yeah, can't yeah. go out and do it type thing so no that's right and i can see the same thing with you know like the, the astrophotography it's going to be first of all it'd be great in terms of a presentation you know it's like people will just look at the photos you go wow and if they can make it where the average person could drive off or go to a darker area. Now, I, I where I'm at, even though I'm in the outskirts of Pittsburgh, um, I'm close enough where I have light pollution. So I would not be able to get ah oh, shot. But if I drive a half hour out from my house, so I may be a good hour away from the city center, if I go to the right area, it's pitch dark, you know, away from any buildings or lights or highways where you could get that really dark, especially if it's a nice um, low humidity, low, you know, just get, get it nice. You could have the shot on the phone where you do get the you get that beautiful Milky Way look, which it was just a minor editing. And that's something I think Apple would love to have where it's one thing to see it in a presentation or see it on the yeah. website. Yeah. But if I can go to a coworker or I go to a family member and say, or even post it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you want to post it, glass, glass probably mm -hmm. be better because the higher quality, but you know, in terms of an average family member and say, I took this shot, not a professional, not someone paid at Apple. I went out, did this, took the shot, and minimal process. If I, if I can say, if they can get away with it, minimal processing and say, this is a shot I got. It looks like something that would have taken a professional grade camera five years ago. Mm -hmm. And that is the kind of word of mouth I think Apple wants. Where yeah. the same thing with portrait mode, that when portrait mode came out, I took portrait mode shots and they weren't the best ever portrait mode shots, but very few people could actually do it with their other, you know, with an Android phone. So I could take a yeah. photo, turn her around say, here's a picture of your grandbaby. And it was portrait mode. And they were like, oh my God, that's amazing. If you could do, <laughs> if you could do it where say, hey, I was out last night. Here's a photo of the night sky I got, or here's a photo of fireworks I got from last night. And by the way, I took this with my phone. And that is something Apple, I think, would love because A, it's a great experience. B, word of mouth from someone you know personally to drive yeah. sales. Yeah. Because you get, wait a minute, he took it or she took it right there. Therefore, I got to get me that phone because I can't do that on my phone. Yeah, yeah. So I can see, again, astrophotography, I could definitely see 
it's one of those things that you may not use a lot, you know, because well, I can tell you, if you live somewhere near a city, you got light pollution. Oh, um, yeah. If you live somewhere where you get rain, cloudy conditions, it's nothing you're going to use every day, but it's a, it's a great feature and it will be the big wow pop. So that, that's yeah. my prediction there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'll just, we'll just bring up one more thing before we sign off here. Um, well, one and a half, <coughs> excuse me, my, I'm, I'm still going to stick with my prediction about the portrait mode video. And I think, I think that's, I think, I don't know. I think that's a pretty solid guess, but the other thing that I found out just today was that uh, they may be able to make uh, send text messages and, and make phone calls via satellite technology with the 13. Um, I don't remember all the details, but uh, it's with the help. What it is, is it's low earth orbit satellites mm -hmm. um, and, and tapping into their technology with, and I think it has something to do with a company called Global Star. Yeah, uh, and it's the Iridium um, satellite, it's the Iridium satellite constellation where they put up hundreds i think it may even be thousands of low earth orbit satellites you need it because you're beaming your now this is not streaming via satellite no um and this is not free that's the other thing to remember you have to and a lot of people who use satellite phones if you were and this was a oh, decade plus ago satellite phones at one time looked like the old car phones from the 1980s. Yeah, yeah. Because with the great you, big thick antenna, big thick antenna, <clears throat> massive battery. Because you're beaming your message not to a cell phone tower directly to a satellite. Yeah. So you're going a you're going 100 plus miles wherever the satellite is, and, and you got to be outside to do it too. Right, right, and so, and you normally have to subscribe separately from your cell phone because cell phone companies are not involved with satellite right so i could see them doing that but i also saw it was on a supplier's note so this like iphones used to i think they still might have an fm radio in them well maybe i don't know they just never turned it on right yeah so so the chip they were using had an FM radio built into it because the chip supplier put it on all their chips for the uh, modem. Apple just never turned it on. So it, they disabled it. So if this could be similar is that the chip they're going to use could do it, but they may not turn it on. Or now it would be great if they did have a special deal with, like said, it would be like, well, if you want to use it, because I think I saw... I'm trying to remember where I saw it. And I saw that it was like, if you want to send one text message, it's like $4. Oh, wow. And if you want the unlimited, just the text message, mm -hmm. it's like $40, $50 a month. Yeah, that's so I, it's obviously something that's not going to be mainstream. No, no, you know, this is definitely the specific use cases only. Yeah. Now, if you're someone who, let's say, you go out and you regularly go in the middle of nowhere where there's no cell phone coverage 
or you're, you're a park ranger where you need that coverage where there's no cell phones, mm-hmm. you know, or you're, you know, you go somewhere where you may not have cell phone coverage at all, but you need it, not want, not kind of be nice, need it for survival. Yeah. I can see that. I could definitely see that. So yeah, that is something where that's that that's kind of that's interesting and it's a little that'd be interesting to see if they actually highlight it because I saw the I saw a similar rumor and I haven't seen it being shot down yet. No, I haven't either. <clears throat> it could be one of those things that you know when they show the big board at the back when they were doing right. the live things, they would always show the big big screen with all the little mm-hmm. features and things that you know like um beacon and all these little things that they never mentioned but they were there and, and were able to use right. them and that could be one of these things that that could be on you know on that kind of a slide but yeah you know if if i was to say yes or no to this <clears throat> to this technology being available in the iphone 13 I'm going to say no, because, I mean, uh, Ming-Chi Kuo, I think his name is, I think he's the, the, the famous, uh, you know, leaker or whatever. Uh, he's the one that is saying this, and I guess he gets his information from the supply chain, and he thinks it's going to be there, but I don't know. I just, it, I don't know. I, I guess if Apple wants to be the first one to the game with it, Maybe they will have it. I'm going to say, let's say there's a 70% chance of it being there. But um, I don't know. I think they're, I think they're, they're, it's going to be for such a small audience that I don't know how much um, attention it will get um, at, at the presentation. So I don't know. That's my take on it. But <clears throat> I mean, it, it would be a good thing for, like you say, people who, spend a lot of time outside of a cell tower mm-hmm. range or whatever, you know, that, that could certainly make use of it. You know, people up North, uh, um, like you say, park rangers, things like that. So um, I don't know, 70% chance I'd say. <laughs> so, well, um, that's a pretty good look at some of the rumors. Uh, if by chance the, Keynote doesn't come before our next show. Maybe we'll tap into a few more that we may have heard of between now and then. And, um, uh, you know, we'll see what we come up with. But I really think that the, uh, I think the keynote's going to be, I think, I have a feeling it's going to be Wednesday, like the, the day after, like the first Wednesday after Labor Day. So um, we'll just wait and see. I, I'd hate to see it be delayed another week. Uh, you know, the following Tuesday and then do the yeah. pre-order on the, on the 17th or whatever it was, and then, you know, release on the 24th. But um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so I guess uh, we got ourselves a show and yeah, uh, definitely we will uh, see what happens between now and then. So let's uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Sure. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, um, Twitter as ProfPod. And uh, on iPhone, on uh, Facebook as Dave Podner Jr. Alrighty, you can find me on Instagram at McMillan Photo and Twitter McMillan underscore Photo. And uh, just before we sign off, 
I'm going to give a little teaser here that um, uh, we will have a big announcement coming up in the next, uh, oh, hopefully within the next week or so. Um, and that's all I'm going to say. Big announcement coming up. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I think Dave's pretty excited about it. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we will uh, probably shock a few people. I don't know, maybe. But um, yeah, it, it, just kind of stay tuned for, for this big announcement. If I keep rambling on, I'm going to leak more about it. So I don't <laughs> want to do that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, thanks, Dave. Good discussion. Oh, and oh, yeah. uh, Always and, fun. Yeah. And uh, as they say up in here in Canada, keep your stick on the ice. <laughs> and, uh, we'll see you on the next one. Have a great one.